Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The Leach Report Radio Network presents Stockyards Bank Sunday Morning Sports Talk. To interact with the show, call us at 859-280-2287. That's 859-280-CATS. Welcome back. Stockyards Bank Sunday morning sports talk live from the Clark's Main Street Market in downtown Lexington across the street from Rupp Arena. Hour number two underway. Jack Pilgrim here with Anthony White. Larry Vaught on the phone. Intern Jake Maynard, the absolute goat with... <laughs> wow. I'm just, I'm just trying, trying to give, it, give him props with uh, Bo Robinson back at the iHeart Studios. Um, getting us in and out of these breaks. Appreciate all of his hard work breaking down Kentucky's 28-17 victory over Eastern Kentucky. Uh, it was frustrating. It was not pretty. There were some. Wait a minute. Did some, you say victory? That's what I said. 28-17 oh, victory. Oh, oh, I forgot we won. Dang. Okay. I, I, I forgot we won. Sorry. Continue. I, I forgot we won. Oh, was that a little jab because we've been negative all I morning? I forgot we won. When you said victory, it kind of. You know, kind of jar me a little bit. No, but it's yes, it's a great thing. We're 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 two and zero. That that should be the expectation against a team like EKU. But but that, that didn't mean you got to be happy about the result. Like happy about the the how the result came to fruition. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna wait two more weeks. I'm gonna wait uh, Akron and uh, Vandy. Wait two more weeks because we got a lot of pieces. I'm still sticking to my theory. What I think is going on. They're trying to fine-tune some things, and it doesn't look pretty. But the haircut doesn't look pretty in the beginning. When you cut the ball, it's about to make the bowl part before you start fading it. That doesn't look pretty to me. There's some people <laughs> who like that. But I will say this. If you wanna, if you are not on the bandwagon, let me know t- this week. Don't wait until a Vanderbilt game and say, oh, yeah, I knew one. We were just – no, because I have a theory. Now, if, if we get into the Vanderbilt game and we still have struggles where we haven't figured out – on third and sixth, where our go-to play is. And that's why I still have confidence. Two things that happen, Larry, that gives me a whole lot of confidence that people are complaining about. One, on third and mediums, we, we try different routes every time. We, we connect on some of some we didn't. I believe when the season comes on third and medium, we're going to have go-to sets. We're going to have go-to routes. We're going to have go-to personnel. We have I, we, that's one thing that tells me. The other thing that makes me happy, and I know Jack was going to get to this because Jack loves special teams. We got the first punt block. The up guy just lets the guy come through the gap. Yep. There's two guys that's going to the up back. The up back doesn't block either one of them. He whiffs. Take the inside guy, or the other two guys from the left side should have shuffled in. But if the front guy at least holds up a guy coming, you don't let the guy come straight up the middle. But mm-hmm. if he does, the up back should have took him. But we made an adjustment, and that didn't happen again. We didn't get a free run. Growth. That's what. Yeah. That, that, so that's not like last year where every every play we let somebody else come free. And, and this is I, I I said this 
the early shows when we were pre- previewing the team. After I said this last week that I had heard on my end the plan, as you have alluded to as well, the plan was to use use these games as an extension of the preseason, as an as a as an extension of training camp. Basically, what preseason games are in the NFL, where throw unique things out there, try different things, try different you know players and and, and rotations out, and, and see what you got, which. That is working to to some extent, but I I the I just don't think that the penalties and the 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 miscues and the the, the dumb stuff should come with that. Like I understand I, I understand you know different mistakes and and uh, you know miss misfires and drops and like some of those things I I, I don't know I can kind of live with if you if you're getting creative and trying to open up that bag of tricks a little bit, but the pure fundamental things for a guy like J.J. Weaver, who has been around the block as long as anybody on the team, he shouldn't be jumping off sides and having careless mistakes and things like that. And, you know, I, I don't, it's just uh, they need to be further along than they are. I, it's not anything indicative of what this team was going to be long-term for me, and that's where, it was, where a lot of my frustration came, came from. It felt like a pure mindset thing and a pure preparedness aspect for for me more so than what the talent actually indicates like I think this even after the fact today I wake up this morning thinking that Kentucky is a 40 point better team than EKU they just didn't they just didn't show it and see and Larry I agree with Jack 1000 percent everything Jack just said I agree 1000 percent everything he and Larry is there anything that Jack just said that's not fixable no, everything is always fixable. I'm just more concerned if you tell me you don't think it looks like it's going to get fixed. Because last year you warned us about the offensive line early. You saw a lot of things you didn't like and things that you worried that they were doing that might not get fixed, and they and they really didn't. So that's why I say I just wanted to kind of shut up and listen to you this morning because it's, it's easy. And when you start out immediately saying you weren't panicking, I said, okay, that's that's what I needed to hear. And if Van kind of echoes that, that's that's what we kind of need to hear from your football minds. And I, I noticed that Van pointed out on Twitter, and I kind of forgot this, that yesterday's game remind, reminded him a lot of the uh, Chattanooga game, Liam mm-hmm. Cohen's first season here. So sometimes you're just going to have those. and uh, you just, I mean, you get, you get the win and move on, I guess. But, uh, again, I think – those of us who are not hardcore football players like you would have been there, you just did kind of wonder, I mean, come on, this team lost 66-13 to 13 the week before, and Kentucky can't get a first down. I mean, it just, it just kind of, when you look at who's ahead on the schedule, it just tightens you up and makes you worry a little bit. But I, I like your explanation about when you get to the season and you have a third down that's very meaningful, or you get the better better games on the that you're going to have that go-to play. And maybe that's what is going on, and that's why we have you on here to provide those explanations for those of us who don't know any better than to panic. And, and uh, Larry, while Jack is cooking with high grease over here, Jack is on to something. Here's, here's another thing, Larry. I, I'm just going to feed you nuggets to make you feel better. Last week <laughs> we expected to improve from this week. I want to see precision. I want to see us look really in tune and fluid. We didn't. But we didn't look as good as we did last week. And, Larry, do we see more running backs touch the ball this week? We, we did see a few, didn't we? So if we were worried, why are we playing more people than we played last week? 
Yeah. See. <laughs> hey, I, 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 but, but again, they they only they only ran sixty one plays. Anthony, is that? I mean, I know you don't get your first downs, but again, I mean, is it okay for a team to run eighty plays? Is that what you kind of expect? Is that not the kind of what you go into a game hoping to have eighty offensive plays? Yeah, I don't know if that. And I've been look, doing math. I've been researching because I don't want to speak out of turn. I don't know if that's from the continued clock because we only ran 60. They only ran about 60-something as well, right? So that's only 100. Well, they – because you should get about 180 snaps. In they only game. ran 56. Yeah, so I, so the math the math isn't mathing for me. And that Van is, is a math guy. He probably can explain <laughs> that. And I don't know I, if it's I that running clock situation. That's not mathing for me, yeah. I like that. Thirty-two minutes of time of possession for us, twenty-eight-ish for them. Yeah, so that may be the that may be the new wave. The game seemed to go quicker. It did. It, it seemed it, to fly. By, by the end of the first quarter, I was like, "Damn, it's I mean, it's seven nothing." But it, was, it felt like we just didn't even like didn't even get off the the, the, the bus yet. Like it, it it did go real real quick. Eight five nine two eight zero two two eight seven. Let's go to our next caller. We have Chris in Tennessee on the line. Good morning, Chris. You might have hung up. Hello, Chris. Hey, can you hear me? We you there? got you, Chris. Hello? Yeah, we got you, Chris. Okay, good, good deal. Look, look, I'll make this real simple. Kentucky, yeah, they, they didn't they didn't look good yesterday. They didn't play their best games, you know. I will give them that and all that. Look here, I'm a Kentucky fan, okay? Not not just the Wildcats, okay? Uh, I, I mean, I want to give EKU props. You know what I'm saying? Those, those guys played their at, played their butts off, and and you know, let's give them some credit. And I tell you, that quarterback, that quarterback they got, uh, heck, man, he uh, shoot, he looked better than than this Devin Leary that that was supposed to be, you know, uh, the best thing since sliced bread. But look, I'm a Kentucky fan. I give EKU all the credit in the world. They come in there at Kroger Field and, and gave the Wildcats all they wanted. And I like seeing other Kentucky schools, you know, do good. Well, other than Louisville, you know, I don't, <laughs> I don't care, care nothing about them, uh, you know, at all. But, you know, uh, as far as EKU goes, hey, good job, guys. Uh, y'all going to win some football games this year. And, uh, yeah, Kentucky, you better start. You better play better when you hit that, that SEC schedule because – you know, I heard I heard people talk about four and zero oh and and five and zero oh and all that. I, man, I, you know, I don't know now. You know, they're gonna have to do better than they did yesterday. But hey, my point is this: good job, EKU. Hey, Western Western kicked butt yesterday. I'm old Hilltopper. You know, uh, they kicked butt yesterday, so I'm glad for all Kentucky schools other than Louisville, of course. But y'all have a good day, and and Larry, I appreciate you, man. You're an old school like me, man. I appreciate y'all. All right. Okay. All right. I appreciate the call, Chris. Uh, yeah, I, I love the EKU program. I spent, I have spent more time on the EKU. I mean, my, my wife's an EKU graduate. I basically went to EKU for how much I was there on the weekends and going back and forth between Lexington and and, and Richmond. So I've uh, been, been to EKU football games, basketball games. I I, I w- love the program. Love go, roll, roll Kearns. Like I, I I'm all for it, but. It, it doesn't and, – and he gave a lot of props the same way Mark Stoops did, but, like, personnel is personnel, Anthony. Like, this is an SEC football program with 10-win expectations. And, and if you ask 
the staff, they have, uh, you know, dreams of going to Atlanta. Like, they, they truly believe that this team, you know, we had leaks from, uh, you know, the, the, the talking, the national talking heads that never praise Kentucky and, uh, you know, go, go above and beyond to, to shout them out, saying that there's a lot of whispers coming out of Kentucky's camp that, that they're going to be a real contender for the, for the SEC championship and, you know, all this stuff. So it's just, it, yes, it's, it has nothing to do with disrespect toward EKU or their, their current status for the program. It's just Kentucky's supposed to be at the upper echelon of the SEC, and that's just not what they showed on Saturday. That's all I'm saying. If, if you think and – and Park McKinney did look really well. Park McKinney looked awesome. really well against a team playing off man, cover threes, but see if we can get pressure with three or four up front. So you, you take what they give you. Now, if Kentucky had put the pressure that they were putting on Devin Leary, bringing extra guys, bringing six guys, seven guys at times, then you could say he's better than Devin Leary. But like I said, I, I, I don't know how many ways to spin this whole thing. And I, 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 if you are a fan, I have no reason for you being disappointed or concerned. But hopefully, but if you just disregard everything I'm said as if it's horse hockey, if it's hogwash, then you got you got another thing come. Not because it's me, but it's because they, these coaches have been doing a great job at a high level for a long time. The whole they've progressed every year they've been here. So for him to just go out and lay an egg and like, well, we didn't bring pressure, we didn't do this. They had an agenda. I'm surprised they stuck with it. And Brad White said he had to come off of some of the things he had planned on doing. If you listen to that part, uh-huh. we and, and uh, Liam has said planned on that. That was said plenty of times. So, yeah, did I did I, would I, did I want it to be better? Yeah, that is if everything came together. The players were laser focused. The players executed uh, executed. That would have been great, but they didn't. We came out 11 point win. We got more film to watch now next week. If, if we don't just scrap all the planning and prepping and just let these guys go out and play and, and start learning how to play with each other and not listen to the coaches, you know, just know the guy next thing we're going to do this so I can do this, then, you know, we have another conversation. So to preview who our next opponent is going to be, did you see that they were featured on SportsCenter? Did not. Do you know why they were sp- featured on SportsCenter? No. Do you know – turnover chains and when they get big awards that are 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 handed out during games for whatever for you know big turnover big big touchdown whatever uh miami's turnover chain being the, the the best example of that right they have a turnover chain but theirs is a spare tire they they hang a whole spare tire around their neck as a, a celebration for turnovers. That's who we're playing next weekend. And it was featured on SportsCenter. The the spare tire chain. Hmm. You know what? Why is that? No idea. Well, you know Akron is a rubber city. And they're, t- they're good. Your tires, they are a rubber city. So that could be the reason. That's fantastic. But, but I don't know why, if it correlate to Why is that a celebration for a foot? Like, I don't know, man. That, that seems just. <laughs> just you, mean, you, you mean your guy didn't have the. Your tire hanging around his neck when you came to pick it up, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> As he a cigarette hanging out of his mouth, phone 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 call in the spectrum. He has my spare tire hanging around his neck. No, but he did not do that because he does not play for the Akron football pro. I, I wish I, I need to, during this next break. I'm going to find some more context behind that because a a spare tire chain 
for any defense. Who is, said it's a spare tire chain? Now, Akron is a rubber city, and that is what they're known that's, for nationally. That's great. But why? But they may have related to. What's the, like. By never worry. Go ahead and give it all. We got a spare. Hey, if you, if you run a flat, we got a spare. If I were a coach, that That is lame. That is not lame. That is dorky. That is not lame. Next man up. You think that's cool? You think it's cool to have a spare tire hanging around your neck? I'm not from Akron. Being from Twinsburg, I don't even think being from Akron is cool. But I do know Akron is a rubber city. All right. I'll have the answers at the other side of this break. I I will get to the bottom of this and figure out why in the world they were on SportsCenter with a spare tire chain uh, for for, for their their version of a turnover chain. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. But we'll be be right back. This is Stockyards Bank, Sunday morning sports talk on News Radio 630 WLAP. This is the home of the Wildcats, 630 WLAP. Welcome back, Stockyards Bank, Sunday morning sports talk, live from the Clark's Main Street Market, return, refresh, and refuel at Clark's. Jack Pilgrim here with Anthony White and Larry Vaught. Uh, Anthony, the, the turnover tire is so much more ridiculous than anything you could have uh, ever imagined. The more I dig into this, the, the more I, I can't stop laughing. Um, it, it, yeah, so the, it, Ak- Akron last night won on a, uh, a game-winning scoop and score, and the recipient, the, the, the guy that, that scored the touchdown, got just a big old spare tire put around his neck. No, it wasn't on a chain. It was it was just a big old spare tire. And then a second guy put up and put a second tire on top of his head. He's walking around like the Michelin man, two tires that can't see anything. The most ridiculous thing I have ever seen in my life. They were used tires. And since he couldn't Jack couldn't find any context, I would think that it is a NIL because Atkins is a rubber city. They're going and, and they got money. I mean and that is a way for you to get an umbrella, well, umbrella NIL money. Every time that tire shows up, maybe there's some. Ins- I don't know if NIL's probably not incentive based. I don't think it can be incentive based. I doubt. Yeah, it can't. But uh, I, I think it, I think it has something to do with sponsorship more than anything else. Because they they did play in the Rubber Bowl. They it, it, Goodyear Tire was found. It, it, the, the birthplace of Goodyear yeah. is is Akron. So I get I get it. I get the point. But that doesn't make it, Larry, any less ridiculous. Did you get to see the video by chance? I did not. It, it is as it re- is hanging over his head. Jack makes it sound like he's on a chain and it's hanging in front of oh, him. No, it's just on top, over his head, on his shoulders, like it's sitting on his shoulders over his head. Oh, I could do that. You can do that, and that's what makes it so ridiculous. When you say that the the, the tire repair man that was coming out, like it's literally no different than that guy putting my spare tire around his neck. It's the same thing. <laughs> well, whatever works for you. If it creates turnovers, I'm all for it. Hey, all I'm saying is if I see that dumb stuff in Kroger Field next week because they turn 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 Devin Leary over or whatever. We 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 got to do something about it, Anthony. We cannot let that embarrassment come into Kroger Field and be put on national television. It just can't happen. Well, turnovers are helping us, so I'm not a gimmicky person, but we may need to have some kind of turnover, something. I don't what, know what, what are we known what, for. What would the Kentucky turnover be? Clump of grass. That's terrible. That's just terrible. Put a hat with a co- you know how they have the little furry hair when you put the visor on. Yeah. Put grass on top of it. That's that. That's just terrible. 
So the, uh, it, we'll, we'll think on that. If you have any, any any interesting ideas for what our turnover chain would look like in Lexington, let us know, 859-280-2287. We have – is Van coming on or no? Van coming on at the other side of this break to break this down. Make, hopefully make us feel better about how the Cats played yesterday. You do not want to miss it. We'll be back right after this. This is Stockyards Bank Sunday Morning Sports Talk on News Radio 630 WLAP. This is Stockyards Bank Sunday Morning Sports Talk, presented by the Leach Report Radio Network on 630 WLAP. Clicking along, headed toward town, thought nothing was going to slow me down, but I had a left Well, dang it, I ain't got no spares, and inside flat I ain't going nowhere, not with a left Welcome back, Stockyards Bank Sunday Morning Sports Talk, live from the Clark's Main Street Market. Return, refresh, and refuel at Clark's. Our Sunday Morning Sports Talk is presented by Country Boy Brewing. Jack Pilgrim here with Anthony White, Larry Vaught. Also very excited to be joined now by football analyst extraordinaire, the uh, the, the duo with Anthony White with the Locker on Wednesday nights. You do not want to miss him. He does the best film uh, cut-ups I have ever seen. Van Hiles. Please make me feel a little bit better about how yesterday unfolded. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. <laughs> I don't know if I can make anybody feel better because it wasn't a real good um, exhibition of, of play bios, but it's still only the second game. And, and, and I'm going to hold off, like Anthony said, I'm going to hold off my, my true feelings until they get to Vandy and then I get a true indication of where we are at that time of the season. Vin, what did you think of, of their approach and, and just kind of the, the feel of their, their mindset? Did you, uh, did you think that they were engaged and locked in, and, and, and how did that kind of impact uh, the way they played and execution the rest of the way? It's, it's hard to, to get in their head, especially when you're not playing anymore and in a different generation of kids. I, I just think it was just a pure thing of execution and we didn't execute well. Now, I don't know if they took this team lightly and thought that they could just roll out the bed and just go beat EKU. I'm not sure of that. But I can say defensively, they have the effort. The intensity is there. It's just the, the mental part and the attention to detail is, is lacking on that side of the ball right now. Hey, I was talking to the guys on there. Did you ever get the sense or do you think there's any possibility that the coach came out with a script, kind of like practice, I got a script, the things I got to see before we get to uh, – Akron in the, uh, in the SEC. Did you think that was – there's anything you saw yesterday told you that the coaches had a script that they wanted to stick to? I, I mean, I, I think that that's definitely it because, in my opinion, we are taking a lot of deep shots, which I'm really shocked at. I think they want to see um, the fringe plays. Are they going to work for us? Can we run these plays against better teams? I think they know what their bread and butter plays are. I think uh, you see that more on third down, as you said. Um, I think the other things they're trying to see if this team can handle certain plays, and and that's going to dictate how they run plays later in the season. And I, I think you're right. I think there's definitely a a plan, 
And to the fans, it seems terrible. But to the coach, it's like, okay, let's scratch this off the playbook. Let's scratch this defense off the playbook and things like that. So so they can play – I don't want to say play around, but they can they can try more things now to see if they'll work later. I, I noticed you listened on uh, – or I've well, seen you on Twitter talking – and I watched uh, Brad White, man, and then Brad, what Brad White said and what you said on Twitter uh, last night kind of goes hand in hand. Brad White said that they asked, what did, his, what did he think happened? He said he, he think he ran too many complex. He tried to throw too many things at the kids, uh, which goes to me. Like, I got a script. I'm going to see how they react to some of these. He, he also said he wants to see what personnel to keep on the field with different things and also heard you say, he also said this, that some players didn't get the signals and you f- couldn't identify what some players doing on defense sometimes, which means either the player didn't get the signal or, as you call it, not in a bad way, but the player is being selfish, <laughs> you know, trying to make a play uh, outside of the scheme. And also with the things you were saying that you saw and the things that Brad White said kind of go hand in hand uh, from a, in the locker room aspect. Yeah, it's – I mean, this is a time to throw some coverages out. And and other thing is, what grouping do I think if you – I know – I don't like to say this, but if I know that I'm going to face Tennessee and they're going to run a certain scheme, can I get these group of players out there and they're going to execute? Can I run this scheme or this defense and are they going to be able to execute? Because I want to put my guys in the worst-case scenario. I know Coach Smith used to do this. I'm going to put y'all guys in the worst-case scenario where y'all should not win this snap. And if y'all do well and get another snap, then I know that I'm, I can trust you guys to run that, that scheme in the game. I think that's the, kind of the same thing that, that we're doing. It's just, to me, there's just too many times of poor communication and poor dialogue in, in the secondary because – being a secondary guy, we kind of run the defense, us and the linebackers. And we're going to only be the guys who are going to see the whole formation. So there's something that's a disconnect between, to me, the safeties and the linebackers and making calls that everybody's going to run. Because if everybody runs the same coverage, we're fine. The problem is when one guy doesn't hear the coverage, and then we're both doing the same thing. Hey, I, I did want to ask you this. I was, speaking of communication and the defensive backs being the communication, I'm trying to figure out. Uh, I would assume at some points I thought I seen Afari, Childress, uh, and Geiger on the field at the same time, but I found out it wasn't. So there's times I'm going to see Geiger on the field and not Childress, but there's times you will see Childress on the phone with Geiger probably as a nickel. Have you noticed that, or, or is that some? So basically, I, I don't know if we if it's certain schemes we run with Geiger and it's certain schemes we run with Childress. Or if we haven't made a decision, who's going to be the guy? Or is he just flirting around with different ideas? I think he's flirting around. I'm, I'm not sure if you can honestly have all four of those guys in on, on the same thing. I don't think you can have three safeties and a far on at the same time because then that means we're rushing three. And if we're rushing three and we send another guy, it's going to be either Geiger or Fari. I don't think those guys are really built to be, I don't want to say elite pass rushers, but to put – an offensive tackle in a bind. So I'm going to think that if Geiger's in, Afar is probably out, and we either plan with Weaver or Wade, and if we're going to go smallish, we'll probably put Wade in on the boundary side and, and treat him as a rush linebacker if we're going to bring four. Or we bring a uh, Trevor Wallace, who is probably one of the best 
inside linebacker blitzes I've seen in a long time. Maybe put those two guys on, but we got to bring Trevin Wallace, which I've seen that a lot. So maybe that is what's going on is we putting Wade and either Geiger or Far into the field and we just bringing Trevin Wallace. Because uh, I was looking, trying to look at the schemes or look at the personnel. But I'm going to ask you this. I don't want to beat anybody up. This ain't the lockers. <laughs> it's already been a rough enough show. You, you're talking about you don't want to be too small, and this is just a concern. I know these first two games. But if J.J. Weaver's not really getting the pressure, couldn't you have one of those more rangy uh, uh, pass pass uh, defense guys on the field? If, if J.J.'s not going to – or do you expect J.J. – to get a little bit more pressure, be a little bit more Weaver than we than we've seen in the past. Yeah, I, that's a hard one, man. And, and I am shocked. I, I'm not sure there was an offensive tackle that that should have been um, able to handle him and pass rush. Um, but also, you got to figure out Trevin Wallace is really doing a good job of, of blitzing too. Maybe he is getting there faster than what Weaver can sometimes because he's putting a lot of pressure on the quarterback up the middle. Maybe that's it. I have to watch a little bit closer. But, yeah, I'm I'm surprised Weaver hasn't had more uh, success blitz, I mean, on, on, on the edge as he has this year. I mean, he's got, what, two sacks, I think? I mean, I guess that's not too shabby. But I would expect him to be a little more dominant than what he has been. Yeah, because I was looking outside of the sacks just to bend it but not break it on the defense. I'm with you trying to get off the field on third downs and things. We expect him to make a more of an impact, like send him, especially not being blocked one-on-one with right. the guys we got inside. Because you can be blocked one-on-one, then those guys we got inside to be wreaking all the havoc. They can they can bring right. double teams to those guys. Right. And, and, and I'm not sure he's been double. I think the guy's been double is more Dion and then – um, Silver is getting a couple of double teams now. So he really should be single. He really should be, be eating right now. And here's the thing. I mean, if you think about it, I'm not sure if, if this is an issue. I know they've been trying to put weight on him. And maybe the weight is an issue. You never know. I'm not sure. But um, I, I did expect a, a little bit more out of him. And that doesn't mean necessarily means that he's going to have four sacks or five sacks by now. But – I expected him to flash on on tape, and he's not flashing on tape like I think he should. And uh, the uh, defensive back room, I noticed the other day, I, I, Harrison seems to be doing a, a good job for the most part. And you always talk about it. You can play a, a ninety, you can play eighty or seventy nine out of eighty plays well, but that one. It's considering the, the part of the game where Hardaway gave up that that deep ball, I, I got to bring it up. Is is is, is Maxwell as as Harrison solidified himself? Is there a, is there a place for Hardaway, or is that just a, a fleet play? Because he never got his head around, and I thought that was one thing on my defensive back days. Hey, when the ball's in the air and that, that receiver's eyes get big, get your head around, find the ball. Yeah, it's, I, I'm gonna just be honest with you. It's a little concerning for me with JQ because I, I, I really expected more. Maybe my expectations were too high. And on that play, he was there. It was similar to Maxwell Harrison last year against Vandy. He was there. He just didn't make a play. I expected him to be able to make plays. And it's a little concerning, um, but it's still early. The, the defensive back room, to me, um, was 
disappointing to me is it's a safety play. I don't, I don't think the safeties are playing as well as I expected this year. Their, their eye discipline has been not very good, and there have been some plays that we were not in a good situation that could have ended poorly for us, but we were, we were thankful that Trevin Wallace, the one of the defensive linemen, was able to put pressure on the quarterback, and he was not able to see the wide-open receiver. So I think those safeties need to tighten up on their eye discipline because we are the, the last line of defense. We correct all mistakes. And we are not doing that at the best right now. And that's something we're going to definitely have to tighten up before SEC play happens. Okay, Van, I'm just going to tell you right now, you're not making me feel better. <laughs> Hold on, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know about you, Jack, but I'm more worried now than when Van came on. I thought Van was going to come on and explain everything. What what is bad is what guys like me and you thought. Now maybe Jack, maybe it's worse than what me and you thought. Oh. Hold on, hold on. So, Van, maybe this will make him feel better. So, we, so it looked like we were playing off, man, or we were playing off on the corners, obviously. We were playing off. So, that makes the job for the, the safeties a lot tougher because it's, I guess it's hard, harder to read. And the quarterback can, can pick it. I mean, it's just easier to get off because it's tougher to get off on bump. Is that something we're accustomed to doing? Is that something we're going to see? Or you think that's something the coaches were toying with? We don't play more no, press, man. No, we're not. I would say this. We are playing more press than we have in any time recent. The thing is, is as I play zone coverage, it's all about your eyes. And once these guys tighten up on their eyes, the defense will be successful. You know, we had great defenses when I was at Kentucky, and we very rarely blitz. We will play some man under sometimes, but we very rarely blitz. We blitz, and when we blitz, we were coming. And so as a corner, if we blitz, and I know the quarterback's going to hold it for two seconds, that's easy. <laughs> that's the easiest coverage. But we need to do better with eye discipline. And as a corner, as a corners, we're doing fine, I think, as, as a whole. You're going to give up five. I know fans don't like giving up five-yard hitches, but would you rather give up five-yard hitches or 40-yard posts or 50-yard over routes? That's why we don't typically give up big plays. So what would you rather and you kind of have to pick your poison. When our eye discipline gets better and our linebacker drops gets better, this defense is great. It's just a matter of these guys. Are, all it takes is one guy to make a mistake. And that's what's happening. We got one guy make a mistake on the first drive where they scored a touchdown. I think the play before the touchdown, we got two guys covering the same person. If that's not happening, there's no outlet there. We probably get a sack. Those are the things that I'm talking about defensively that we're tightening up. And remember, we only gave up two drives. If you really look at the game, we gave up, gave up two drives. We gave up 14 points. The three points was a given. We had a, whatever, punt, turnover on downs, right? So that is expected three points. We only gave up two drives. If, if your defense gives up 14 points the entire year, you're going to be a really good defense. We just got to tighten up on little things, I, and I think they'll be fine. They're, this is Brad White defense. We have been good for the last five years. And I think it's going to repeat of this. We just got to tighten up mentally as a defense. Jack, ask what's going to make you feel better. What are you concerned Because <laughs> Larry, you know. uh, no, that 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 last last little bit made me made me feel a lot better. Um, I know you were over the moon about Ray Davis after week one, and, and your cut ups. Uh, he indicated that that he was better on film and I think maybe youth expected when he signed here initially. Uh, 
a little bit of a different performance week two. Obviously, the wrist injury is something that we need to monitor, and, and hopefully he's he's healthy. But what what do you make of, A, the, the complete rushing attack, but specifically what Ray Davis brought to the table in week two, uh, both as, as a, runner, a runner and as a pass, pass catcher? I still think he was fine. I mean, Anthony would tell you, if you're not getting enough touches, it's like a quarterback getting a rhythm. They are not allowing Ray Davis to get in a rhythm. And I think that is a concern. I'm, I'm not mad at the, the passing attempts. I'm mad at how the passing attempts are executed. If you're going to throw the ball deep, your, your chance of success isn't as high. It's just not. Why don't we run the ball a little bit more, get Ray Davis' rhythm, get the offensive line in a rhythm, and then hit him with a play-action pass? Because we are actually play-action pass with no run game right now, and teams are still biting. That's not going to happen in SEC play. If we don't get a consistent, successful run game, that play-action fake is just not going to work. So I need Ray Davis to get some more touches. When you don't have eight touches, he still had, what, five yards of carry? Mm -hmm. That's pretty good. So he's not touching the ball enough, and I'm not sure. So then it comes to me, are they not trusting the offensive line to be able to run block? as well as they can pass block, or, as we stated earlier, they're trying to see if the O-line can pass block now so they'll be comfortable later in the season to trust them to be able to pass block against better defense alignment. Well, Van, we are coming up on a break. Do you want to stick around for the, the last couple minutes after this? Sure. I appreciate you. Let's uh, go on, hit that. You're listening to Stock Airs Bank, Sunday Morning Sports Talk on News Radio 630 WLAP. Page on Facebook. This is the home of the Wildcats, 630 WLAP. Welcome back. Stock Harris Bank Sunday Morning Sports Talk live from the Clarks Main Street Market. Return, refresh, and refuel at Clarks. Jack Pilgrim here with Anthony White, Larry Vaught, and Van Hiles. Van uh, we, we talked a little bit earlier in the show about the pass catchers, Tavion Robinson exploding the way that he did and, and the, the chemistry that he's found with, with Devin Leary. Uh, but, but still some, some inconsistencies with the other two star playmakers, uh, specifically Dane Key had, had a case of the drops yesterday. Just How, how would you assess that uh, receiver room's uh, overall play? It's, it's, it's going to be tough on him. I'm, as a former quarterback, I'm going to tell you this. Devin Leary trusts. Tavian Robinson more than the other two right now um, because I think he knows he's going to be where he's supposed to be on every route and he's going to catch the ball. When you don't catch the ball for a veteran quarterback, he's going to find other people to throw the ball to. I'm just being honest. Now, he's going to try to get it to the right person, but his first look is going to probably be to Tavian Robinson for right now until the other guys gain his trust again. Um, and I think it's early in the season where it's not – too bad of a situation, but if this continues, I think it can head to that situation where Scott's going to be wondering why I'm open, but he's continually throwing the ball to Tavian Robinson. Um, that's just where it is right now. Barry Brown is, is, is missing too many balls, and I, I'm not sure Dan Keys or drops. Um, they are tough catches, but and I think those are catches he'll say he should make, but um, we, we will see in the next couple of weeks, see how that, that, that chemistry between him and the other two, Barry and Brown, the super sophomores come around because we need them. And, and if we can get them to run better routes and, and catch the ball cleanly, um, I think this offense really then has a chance to really be explosive. 
And, Van, we got a, a minute left before we got this hard yes. break, but before getting out of here, does uh, are you concerned about Devin Leary? People are talking about some of the uh, incomplete pass. Are you concerned about Devin? No, no, because what I need to see from the quarterback is his ability to progress and get the ball to the right spot. He hasn't thrown the ball to the wrong guy very often. So I see that, and, you know, game rhythm is different than practice rhythm. Enough games on his belt with these new guys he hasn't played with ever. I think by game four, five, six, that game rhythm is going to come in, and we'll see a, li- a, a little bit more of a good connection between, hopefully between him and Barry and Brown and Dan Keith. Van, appreciate you coming on. Make me feel a little bit better. Uh, we, we appreciate you as always. Anytime. Let's go on and hit this next break. Hour number two officially over. You're listening to Stock Yards Bank, Sunday morning sports talk on News Radio 630 WLAP. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.